We praise you. We give you thanks. Glory and honor. We esteem the word of the Lord. We esteem the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We can go ahead and be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to talk to you today. We're going to continue. We kind of started this last week talking about uh, following God's, God's plan. And this is following God's plan part two. Will there be a part three? I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, following God's plan. If you would, open your Bibles to Psalm 16. And uh, let's look at a scripture here in Psalm 16. We'll look at, we're going to look at some scriptures in Psalm 16. Or in, in Psalms, I should say, not just Psalm 16. But, but I want to look at one here to start off with. Psalm 16. And uh, go that way. Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, well, look at that first part. He says, You will show me the path of life. Did you know that God has a plan for your life? He's got a path, He's got a road that's already pre or pre-planned, pre-set up for you, all right? And it's important that you find that path because it says here, the psalmist says that you will show me. And if you've got the King James Version, it says, it spells that word show, S-H-E-W. And what that really means in the Hebrew is it means to display it, to display it. It'll be an open display. All right, of what this planet is. God's going to reveal it and unfold it to you. But see, you've got to be open to the plan of God for your life. You can't have your own plan. God's not into your plan. He's not operating after your plan. And what can happen, what happens with a lot of people is we get on our own plan and see it's not God's plan and you don't ever see God moving in your life. Well, God, where are you? Well, because you're on the wrong plan. He's, out, he's on his plan for your life. And that's what the psalmist was saying here. He says, you'll show me the path of life. It doesn't say anywhere in there that I'm going to dictate the plan for my life and you're going, and you're going to work in that plan. It doesn't say that at all. It says he's going to reveal it to you, the plan that he has for your life. So see, it's important that you and I spend time in the Word of God because God's going to speak to us about the plan in our life through his Word. That's how we get our minds renewed to the Word of God that we can prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God because guess what? The good and acceptable and perfect will of God is in the plan for you. It's in the plan for you. It's not separate from you. It's in the plan for you. Now, if you would go to Ephesians chapter 2, let's look at a scripture there, and I'm going to read to you from the, the King James, but I'm also going to read to you from the the Amplified, just so we get a kind of a, a, a different look at, it, at this. It says, uh, Ephesians 2, and uh, let's look at verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus 
unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now see, notice what it says here. For we are his workmanship. We're God's workmanship. God didn't send an angel, all right, to work in our lives, the, his plan, but God's the one that's working the plan in your life. We are his workmanship, created in the anointing of Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus, the Messiah, but it says, unto good works. Now, we know that you're, that you're not saved, but see what it, what it has here, what it's saying here, that, that through that part of that salvation, when you got born again, that should cause you to, to bring forth good works. Which it says, God has ordained, hath before ordained that we should walk in those works. So see, God's got, He's got good works for you and I to walk in, all right, because He ordained us to walk in. Now, how do you how many of you know that if if you don't walk in what God has ordained for you, you're gonna miss out on something? There's certain things in our lives that God has ordained to happen in our lives. But it's part of his plan, it's not part of our plan. Now the good thing about it is, if, if you've gotten off the plan of God, no matter where you're at in your life, all right, you can always get back on the plan. You can always get back on the plan. You just, you just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I missed you. I know I've been doing my plan and it's not working. I'm going to do your plan. And listen to you. And I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to spend time in your word. I'm going to meditate in your word day and night. All right, that doesn't mean constantly, but I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a, 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 a seeker of your, of your presence because you're going to show me the path of life. And that doesn't mean it's going to take a week and everything's going to be better. All right, this is a way of life. It's, it's not something that you do for a short period of time and God reveals your entire life before you in two or three weeks. No, he's going to show you a step at a time. So he, he may say, you know, hey, you need, to, you need to, lo to work in this area over here and start uh, being better at that aspect of it. He's not going to give you a long list and say, these 20 things over here, until you do those 20 things, don't even talk to me. No, he's going he's to give you one area and say, okay, I want to see, are you going to work on it? Let's work on this area in your life. Why? Because that one area will affect a lot of other areas and get you in the, into the plan a lot sooner. But... It's important that we, as believers, get with his plan, but there's a plan of, of good works that should produce in our life as a Christian. Good works should come out of you because you are a Christian. You didn't do the good works to become a Christian. No, that's where your faith. That's where you, you got saved by grace through faith. That's how you got saved. But as a result, there should be good works in your life. Now, there was a story I heard here a while back about this, this man that died, and he went to heaven. Now, he didn't stay there, but he, he had a visitation, and he was taken to heaven. And when he was taken up to heaven, they took him to see his mansion. And uh, they asked him, would you like to see your mansion? He goes, well, yes, I'd love to see my mansion. So when he, they took him to see his mansion... And he got there, it wasn't finished. It was actually still being built. And so when he looked at the mansion, he said, is it just going to stay like this? And they said, oh, no, no, it's not finished yet. It's far from being finished. 
well, when's it going to be finished? And they told him, they said, it's going to be finished because in your life, you're going back. And you have many good works to do on the earth. And the supply that we receive from those good works is going to finish your mansion. So think about this. It's possible that your good works, I believe your good works have a lot to do with what Jesus said, lay not up your treasures on earth, but in heaven. Right? What's your treasure? Your treasure is your good work. All right? So what you do, what we do here, and it, it, I don't think it means that you need to go out and be the next uh, Kenneth Copeland or Benny Hinn or anybody like that. I, I think it, a lot of it has to do with what's God talking to you about, about the plan in your life. Are you following that plan? And a lot of believers probably never even get into that part of their plan. They never get to page one. They don't even get to the forward part of their plan in the book. They just, they're just living their life. And they, you know, they heard a message one time and they gave their lives to the Lord, but then they just went ahead and lived their life their own way. Well, you know, when you get to heaven, you'll have a mansion, but it may not be much of one. There could, be a, could have been a whole lot more, Right? You know, you've heard it said before, some people get there and they'll get into heaven like smoke. Why? Because they lived, they lived, they tried to live for the devil all their lives, and at the very end, you know, at least you got there. At least you got there. But see, I'm not, I'm not talking to somebody that's for the last minute. I'm talking about living, living your life today and from this point forward, following the plan of God. So God's got a plan for your life, but you've got to get into that plan. And that, and that plan will cause you to, to, to do good works. So, and what you're doing is you're not just doing good works here on earth, but as you follow that plan, it's providing things in the realm of the Spirit and the hereafter that you're going to enjoy forever and ever and ever. You know, there's things, it, it, you put it in the natural. And we've all got them. <clears throat> because you, you have a sense of the flesh, and you listen to the flesh too much, but everybody's got a past. Now, we know when we come to the Lord Jesus and we give our lives to him, the past is washed away. God doesn't, never looks at your past ever again. He doesn't bring it up because he's not, he's not in your past, but your flesh is. So your flesh remembers all the things you did in the past. And every now and then, the devil will bring that stuff back up to you. And see, if you get over and start meditating on that stuff, and you start thinking about it, well, you know, I'm just getting what I really deserve because that's how I used to be. See, God's plan. It's a plan, but it's not from God. It's a plan of the enemy to get you to walk in that plan because that plan will nullify the plan of the Father in your life because His plan, He said, I'll forgive your sins and cast them as far as the east is from the west. He said, I'll never look at them again. So see, his plan's not there. His plan is a plan that he has put in our lives, and he, he'll, he'll show us the path of our life if we'll pay attention, if we'll listen. All right? If our hearts are, are pliable to the things of God. But what happens is if you harden your heart, to the Word of God, you start thinking, well, I'm not going to do that. Other people don't do it. Why do I have to do it? See, you, you've got a hardened heart. And that's going to have to be softened. 
And who's going to do the softening? You are. You're going to do the softening. And how do you, how do, you do it? Well, you, you, you repent when you see things wrong in your life. You judge yourself so that you're not judged. And you realize, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm missing the plan here. And there's, some, there's things that are going on in my life that I need, I've got to change. Now, we know, you know people cry out to the Lord, Lord, help me with it, and He will help you. He will help you. But see, you're going to have to take that word, whatever is you're battling, whatever's going on in your life, you're going to have to find in the word of God where He says He's redeemed you from that, He's, he's taken care of that. You've got to speak that over yourself all the time. And you're going to have to walk in it. Now, let me, do, no, let me read to you from the, the Amplified Version of verse 10. It says, For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined and planned beforehand for us. Then he says this, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Isn't that good? That's rich. God, it says, <laughs> taking path which, paths which he prepared ahead of time. See, God's got a plan, a path for your life. He already prepared it. So think about this. When a child is born, God's already got the plan for their life. From day one. He's got a plan for their life. Now, we, you, you, you know, before you get thinking crazy stuff, God has a plan for a baby's life from the very beginning. Now, in the early stages of that, who's, going to, who's got a big part to do in that plan? The parents do, right? Because you're going to have to train up that child. According to what? According to the word, according to the plan. All right, so that what? It's the child's plan, it's not your plan. So that one day that child, when it grows up and gets older, it starts recognizing that God has a plan for their life, and it's a specific one. And there's a for them to take. All right, so you start seeing these things in the Word of God. God's got a plan for your life. And in that plan, that's the anointing, in that plan is the will of God fulfilled for your life. But what happens with a lot of people, they're walking in their own plan and they're wondering why their life is miserable, even though they're Christians. <coughs> God in my life. Maybe you're not in his plan. Maybe your life that you're living is not in that plan. A lot of times, see, especially in ministry, people in ministry can get in a lot of trouble because they're doing things God's never called them to do. I mean, I've seen ministers over the years get sick, and some aren't even here on the earth. All right, why? They erred in what they were doing. They were never called to do it. Brother Hagen talked about it. There was times, even in Brother Hagen's ministry, he was doing things and uh, he got into some trouble. And when he talked to the Lord about it, the Lord told him, he said, I didn't call you to do that. So see, things that you're doing, 
even though you think they're Christian and they, they could be biblical, they may be scriptural, but you're not the one called to do that. You can err because what? That's not the plan God has for your life. I've seen, I've seen people, ministers, get in the ministry because the pastor of a church either quit, he died, or they moved on, or whatever. There was a vacancy in the church. And somebody, because it was either, well, we're going to close the church down, or we need somebody to step forward and be, become the pastor. And they stepped forward and became the pastor because they didn't want to see the church grow, closed. Well, maybe that church needs to close. You get, that's where you've got to ask a question. And anyway, they took over the pastor, pastorship of the, of the church because they didn't want to go. It wasn't the plan of God. And throughout their life, they had trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble, problem after problem. And they got older, they didn't have a whole lot of health issues in their lives. Why? They weren't following God's plan. All right? It's his plan, church, that we need to get in touch with and follow that plan. Now, I want to look at another scripture here. Let's go to Psalm um, 139. Psalm 139. And again, I'm going to read it in a couple of versions here. Yes, Lord, I'll get back to that. In the, the King James Version, verse 15, it says, My substance was not hid from you. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes did see my substance. Yet being unperfect and in your book, all my members were written, which in con continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Now, that may sound a little confusing, but what's all your members? It's talking about all your body parts. He's talking about all of his body parts. See, this is a healing scripture here. He says, being, since yet being unperfect and in your book. Did you know God has a book for you? God's got a book for you. It says, in your book, all my members were written. Now, it says, uh, uh, the Hebrew says, all of them. The Hebrew word for all my members, it says, all of them, all right, were written. Now let me look here at the, um, the Amplified and read from the Amplified here, 139, verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life were written, and there was none of them. Think about that. All the days of my life were written in his book. He had a plan for every single day of your life. Now, you start, start, you start to realize why people, a lot of people, Christians, good people, having problems in their life. They're not on his plan. 
they're not on God's plan. They've got to get on God's plan. And that comes with the renewing of their mind. Now, I like something the Norley translation says. It says this, In your record were assessed the days that were intended for me before they ever existed. That's rich. In your record were assessed the days that were intended for me before they ever existed. So God put them in a book. See, if we're following our plan, and our plans don't match up with his plan, and when we have problems in our life, see, the provision is not in your plan. It's in his plan. Let me say it again. God's provision is not in your plan. It's in his plan. Right? So you're wondering, well, God, why aren't, why aren't you helping out? Why aren't you moving in this situation, because His provision is not in that plan. God's not going to provide for a plan that's not, that He didn't authorize. Now you can sit there and say, my, but my God will supply all my need according to His riches, all you want. But see, until you find out, Lord, is this what I'm even supposed to be doing? Is this what you called me to do? And you might find out. See, a lot of people, they won't ask that question because they're afraid of what the Lord might say. I never, I never asked you to do that. I never asked you to pastor that church. I never asked you to go there or, or move there or do this. There's no provision. It's like years ago back in, in uh, we've probably heard a story like this uh, before, but you know, years ago when, they, when the Pony Express started and they started delivering mail from the East Coast out West, they set, they set up little staging areas for the horses and the drivers to take these horses to. And then what they would do is, as they brought the mail West, they would drive the horse or ride the horse to a certain station. And they would get off of that station and that horse would get rest and they'd get on another horse. All right, and maybe they got a, some, a bite to eat, something to drink, refresh their canteen or whatever, got back on that horse and, and, and kept riding. Well, what would happen if one, one of the days that, that one of those, those riders said, you know, I don't feel like going on this path, this road. It's awful rough and bumpy and all that. I think I'm just going to go out here and, and find my, I, I think there's a shorter way. And it might be, but the problem is there's no supply on that path. The supply is following the designated path that they gave the Pony Express riders to go to this city or this town or this area and there'll be a station there and you'll get off and you'll get a fresh horse and you'll get some food and you can get on and, 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 and go on to the next one. And you keep doing that over and over again until you get out to wherever you're supposed to go. And then you turn around and come with the mail again. See, that, that's how they operate it. Well, see, that's a lot how God operates in our life. He's got a plan a provision for his plan in your life. You know, that I've taught this for years, and a lot of people, I've, I've received a lot of uh, criticism for it, and a lot of just scoffing, but places are important to people, because they're important to God. God didn't tell the baby, the, the, uh, Jesus' mother and father, oh, just 
get out of Israel. I don't care where you go. Just get out of Jerusalem. No, he said, go to Egypt. Well, you know, if Joseph and Mary said, hey, you know what? I've never been to Babylon. Let's go to Babylon. I heard it's pretty nice this time of year. Be a lot of trouble, wouldn't it? So the plan that Joseph and Mary was on was on the Father's plan, not their plan. It, it, and it wasn't convenient. You know, they had, to, they had to travel at night. They had to do things when it, it wasn't convenient for them. I mean, she, you know, here she is with she, They're traveling. And then it was that way before, before Jesus was born, too. They, they were inconvenienced. But what were they doing? They were listening to the plan, listening for the plan that God had for them in their life. They recognized it. It was a lot easier for Joseph to recognize it because why? He was ready to put away Mary because she was pregnant. He knew it wasn't his. But it took a visitation from an angel to say, no, this is from the Spirit of God. The child she carries is the Son of God. It took a divine intervention, and then he realized that this was, this was God. So they waited to hear. Now, um, let's go to, um, go to John. Chapter 16. John 16. You know, I, I started off talking about the, the, the path. That he'll show you the path of life. And I meant to mention this earlier, but the Passion Translation talks about Psalm 1611, and, and it says it this way. For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. That's rich. You bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life. This is the path God has for you. The path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. That's what that path, that he'll show you the path of your life, does. Now, this is even confirmed here in this verse here in, in John chapter 16. All right, John 16, and uh, let's pick it up in verse 13. He says, How be it, when the Spirit of truth is come, He will guide you into all truth. Think about that. The Holy Spirit is your guide. Your guide for what? The plan of God for your life. He's the one that's going to guide you. He is your guide. And Jesus said, for he shall not speak of himself. He's not going to tell you his plans. The Holy Spirit's not going to tell you his plan. That's not his job. See, don't get confused and think, well, why can't the Holy Spirit tell me his plan? Because his plan, is that's not his job. You're ask, you'd be asking the Holy Spirit Something that's not his job. If I said, Holy Spirit, show me the plans that you have for my life, he'd have to say, uh, I'm, I can't speak of myself. I'm going to sit there and wait. 
See, I can sit there and pray that prayer and say, Holy Spirit, show me the plans that you have for my life. I'm going to be waiting a long, long time to get an answer. And I'll never feel anything on the inside. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't create the plan for my life. He can't speak of himself. That's what Jesus is saying here. Look at this. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. So what's he doing? He's waiting to hear from the Father so that he can do what? Give you the Father's plan for your life. And he will show you things to come is the rest of that verse. He will display unto you and me things to come. He'll show you things in the Spirit because when you're on the plan of God, God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen later on today. And so the Holy Spirit, because He's listening to the Father, and because I am seeking the plan of the Father in my life, I say, Father, show me through the Holy Spirit things to come. I give you permission. I want, I want to hear of things to come. So what can the Father do? The Father can, through the Holy Spirit, He'll say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, tell Pastor Mike this is what's going to happen later on today. And He needs to be ready for it. He needs to not go there. Or He needs to be there. Alright? Or, he'll, he'll say, have Pastor Mike meditate on these scriptures. And he'll give him maybe one, two, or three. Or maybe more. And then what am I to do? Because those scriptures the Holy Spirit's given me, because that's what he heard the Father. The Holy Spirit says, Mike, meditate on these scriptures here. Now, I don't always hear his voice that way. It's just some, sometimes it's just a, a thought, an impression I have. You know why? I kind of like that scripture. That's kind of jumping off the page to me. I think I'm going to meditate on that for a little while. You know, I may meditate on it for a day or two, maybe longer. I may even take it and uh, add it to my scriptures that I speak over myself. So if it's that important, I write them down. So I can come back and I can speak words over myself. Because it's important. If the Holy Spirit, who heard from the Father, say that, tell Pastor Mike, it's important that he needs to speak these scriptures, he needs to write them down, and I, and I just sense like the Holy Spirit saying, write them down. Okay, I'll write them down. And uh, meditate on those. Because why? Because those have, those have a lot to do with things that are getting ready to happen, either in my life or somebody else's life. You know, see, it's not always about me. It's not always about you. The Holy Spirit's not always speaking about things in your life, but He's speaking about other people that are, that are connected to you, and, and, and He's giving you Scripture so that, that you might be able to pray over them or meditate on them so that you can minister to them in a way that the Spirit of God wants to minister. See, that's why it's, it's important to take time praying in the Spirit meditating in the Spirit, because see, out of that meditation, out of that praying in the Holy Spirit, God will speak to you, all right? Words that can't be uttered, but it's just a knowing. It's an understanding. It's clarity. 
and you and you and when something happens, see, he's showing you things to come. You've because you've already prayed it through. You already got the answer on the inside of you, and you didn't even know that's what you were praying about. Does that make sense? Because you were praying in the spirit, all right, maybe a week or two ago, and 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 the spirit of God, because he heard from the Father that something was getting ready to happen that could affect your life or somebody that you, that you cared about, you know, and maybe they didn't know how to pray or they don't even pray. Maybe they're not even Christians. Somebody's got to stand in the gap. Now, that's not God's perfect will. God's perfect will is for you and them to know the path that God has for them. So he says this. He says, he'll show you things to come. Verse 14, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and he shall show it unto you. How clear is that? He shall glorify me. In other words, glorify means to what? The manifestation. The manifestation of God. He's going to manifest God in your life. All right? And he'll receive from the Father, and he'll display it unto you. And that's what Jesus was saying. He said, that's why it's important that I go. Because I can't be all over the world at once in, the, in this body. i got to leave. But the, the comforter, he's going to come. And he'll be with you. And he will tell you the things that the Father says, just as Jesus said. He said, you know, I can't do anything of myself. See, in that respect, Jesus was just like the Holy Spirit with the exception he could only be in one place at one time at that moment. So when Jesus said, hey, be a good cheer, I've overcome the world, but the Holy Ghost is going to come, and he's going to be, he's not, he's, he'll soon be with you, but he'll also be in you. So when, when Pilate and all of them thought that they, that, and, and Satan specifically thought that he had crucified the Christ, Little did he now had thousands of them, then millions of them, then billions of them, then quad, quad billion, whatever the next level is, trillions and all that. It just got, you know, it kept multiplying. You know, if one Jesus was too much for him to handle, how much is a billion? Well, he couldn't handle the one. But see, we have to get with God's plan. We have to meditate in that plan, all right? And a lot of people don't realize that he'll show us in that part of that plan. He'll, he will show you what's been purchased for you, what's been prepared for you, and planned for you. He'll show you what's purchased, what's prepared, and what's planned. And in order for that to come to pass in your life, you must add faith to it. You must add faith to it. If you don't add faith to that, it'll never come to pass in your life. That's why this idea that God's in control is from the pit of hell, because if God was in total control, everybody would be saved. Now, God's ultimate plan, Jesus is coming back, that's going to happen. 
But whether you leave here today and you go north or you go south out of this street out front, God's not in control which way you go. He can tell you the right way to go. But see, if you're always used to doing it, you well, I always go this way. Why? Because my house is right over there. So I'm going to go that way. But what if the Spirit of God says, uh, don't go that way. Go left and then go down this street. You never even hear it because why? Wow, you're so used to following your plan. <clears throat> and you miss God. The other thing, too, is when you're following the plan of God, there's a season of preparation. There's a season of preparation. Here's where a lot of people miss it. They won't, they won't prepare. You know, Jesus prepared 30 years for a ministry that only lasted three and a half years. 30 years of preparation for a ministry for three and a half years. People have a tendency to get impatient. Preparation is everything to the kingdom of God. If you're not prepared to do what God has for you to do, you will not be successful. You will not be following the plan. You'll miss it. Every season in your life has to be prepared for. And how do you prepare for it every day? You want to go into a new season? Are you prepared? How do you get prepared? You spend time in the Word of God daily. Now, I realize a lot of people out there are going to say, well, I'm not going to read my Bible every day. Then you're going to be off the plan of God. It's that simple. I'm not trying to be me. I'm just, this is, this is how it works. God has a plan for you, and if you're not connected to that plan every day, or at least getting that Word in, in you every day and having your mind renewed, your mind's going to be renewed to the world. Right? Jesus said you can't serve two masters. You'll love one, you'll hate the other. And guess which one you're going to love and which one you're going to hate. If you're trying to serve two masters, you will, you will love the God of this world. And you will hate the true one. And that, doesn't, that word hate does not mean something you do right before you kill something. It just means you're not going to listen to it. You're not really going to give it any honor. You're going to kind of do things your way. That's hate. That's biblical hate. So God's trying to prepare you for a seasonal change in your life, and you're, you're coming into that season, you're not, you're not even prepared. Guess what's going to happen? It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a rough way to go. All right? And you're going to struggle if you don't realize, God's got a plan for my life, and I need to find out what that plan is and get with it. That's the only thing that's going to correct this mess. Somehow, some way, I've gotten off the plan of God. That's what's really happening. See, and this is what's happening with people. But see, because they're, they're led by the flesh, they're not led by the Spirit, they don't realize the reason why this stuff is happening in my life is I'm not on the plan of God. God's preparing you for a season if you'll listen to Him. And I don't care what your situation is right now. God can get you out of that plan and into His plan very smoothly. Don't think in your head, well, God, but I know what I'm doing is not right. Listen to Him. See, you're trying to make your plan fit God's plan. You can't. You've got to hear from heaven. You've got to hear from Him because He's going to show you the plan that He has for your life. He's not going to lay out all 50 steps that you need to do in the next 24 hours. 
until you do step one. Then he'll have you do step two. And it may take three weeks, it may take three months, it may take three years for you to go through the steps that he has for you, whatever they are. Don't limit God. Get with the plan. Amen. Did you get something today? Praise be to God. Let's stand up and give him thanks. Lord, we thank you for this word. Thank you for, for the plan that you have for our lives. Thank you, Father, that your plan always works. It always works in everything. And when we follow your plan, Father, we'll prosper. We'll prosper and we'll be in health. And we'll, there's always a supply there. Father, we purpose in our hearts to be not only hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Glory to God. As we release the uh, social media, we call you blessed, the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. Everything you put your hands to will prosper in Jesus' name.